All right, welcome to Painkiller, Painkiller Nearly, episode fifty-nine. Fifty-nine, almost sixty, yeah. almost sixty, uh, but more importantly, almost two hundred and fifty PKAs. Mm, that dude, no. it's been a really long journey, like to two hundred and fifty PKAs. Like, I, there just aren't that many podcasts left standing in this community, you know. Like, it, okay, we. I think it's safe to say we started because Hutch, Seenanners, and Trumpy made a podcast. And it's called Host Migration. And I watched every one. I watched every one and then, you know, like a fan, although I wasn't a douche, I never said anything. If they didn't do it one week, I was really bummed out. You know, I was like, Dad, I really want to watch this. I'd listen to them on the airplane and stuff. And um, when Wing suggested we do a podcast, and I've told this before, I almost didn't feel worthy. Like that was why I said no originally. It was like, yeah, it's like who's gonna listen? Yeah, like why? Who would watch us? Um, and now I, yeah, all those you know, PTFO, host migration, gentleman's choice. You remember that one? Pyro. Um, I know who was on it. it was, yeah, and X Cow. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, to be honest, I've never listened to any other podcast ever, ever. Um, I, I, I've never listened to Joe Rogan or any of that stuff, and, cer and certainly not any of our competitors or early on uh, contemporaries or whatever. I don't listen to a lot of stuff. I don't mm -hmm. like being influenced or shaped by what anybody else is doing. Like, I don't watch anybody's gun YouTube videos. Like, I'll meet other guys that make gun videos and they'll be like, Did you see my thing? Did you see my thing? And I'm just like, I'm sure your thing was good. But, like, I, I've never seen one of your videos in real life because I don't want to be influenced by what you're doing over there. That, I want it all up here. When I was making a lot of gaming videos, that used to happen to me, too. Like, if I didn't watch people's stuff, then all my ideas were mine. If I did watch people's stuff, then it seemed like all I wanted to do was my version of that thing. That's what's happening. So, if I were to start making videos right now, right? If someone said, Woody, we need two or three a week from you. Like, giddy up. Um... I've been watching the Vlogbrothers. Are you familiar with them at all? Um, I've heard that name. I know they've got a YouTube channel, but I don't. I really don't watch any YouTube videos besides like Fail Blog. Okay, so the people behind Vlogbrothers is two brothers, and um, they're both very smart. I'm gonna throw a guess out and say they're both about thirty-ish, maybe a little older. And um, the older one is like incredibly successful, like as a human. Like he has two movies now. Um, one of them, Paper Towns, and the other one, uh, like some cancer. Remember when Hope got to the movies and I refused to go because uh, it was about like two kids that had cancer and fall in love, and I think they both die. And I was like, I totally don't want to see that movie. It was mm -hmm. John Green's, one of the Vlog Brothers, and it was a hugely successful and well received movie. Uh, I still haven't seen it. Um, but I look at their videos and I want to do mine. Like they briefly mentioned marriage or something. And it's like, I want to, I want to get up there with good lighting and a bright background and do my video on what I think makes a successful marriage. Um, you know, I want to do my video on this or my video on that. And sometimes I look at their stuff and it's so good. Like I really like their stuff that I think like, I don't want to do that one. I feel like it'd be a bad copy you know, of that. But Anyway, yeah, that's that's the kind of thing I think about doing lately. Hmm. And I, I was thinking about like making Call of Duty videos again, like COD commentaries, but I think it's a dead genre. Like it, it, it just tells me that. Like most of the 
there's pretty much no COD commentaries now. If there are some, it's the vlogs that people come to. Like it just turns out they started as a COD commentator, but they really like the commentating part, and that's why they like them. The FaZe Clan, apparently, I'm, I'm told. Um, it's not about games anymore. It's that people really like the people behind it. it turns out they're very charismatic and stuff. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, hmm. So well, I don't, I don't know. Go on. I don't know. Some people might want to watch an old Call of Duty commentary or a new Call of Duty commentary. I like Wings. Uh, I saw when Wings, when the beta was out, he made mm -hmm. a handful of videos, and I really enjoyed those, every one of them. Um, it's new content, obviously. I'm learning about the game, and I was interested about the game. Mm -hmm. But uh, I thought he did a good job on them, and, and I liked those videos. And I liked the new game. I played the beta, I don't know how many games. I, I think I'm a level 15, level 18, somewhere in there. So I got a, I got a couple hours, but not much. Mm -hmm. um, I like. I'm excited about the new Call of Duty. I don't. I. I. I want it sooner rather than later. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. we should do something about that. <laughs> PKA become the world's shadiest Call of Duty distributor. Yeah, the absolutely. We get it. You'll get it. <laughs> yeah. I. I remember when uh, we started thinking about doing that. It was. It's been years now. Mm -hmm. It was like right before. Maybe it was before Modern Warfare Two came out. Um, cause yeah, I think it was cause I was playing Call of Duty 4 while we were having this discussion and, uh, and we, you know, the idea was to become a distributor of video games that way, wherever these things get pressed at, you know, when they're actually constructing, manufacturing your game, then they go to the distributor and then that could be you. They go to Best Buy, they go to Walmart and they go to Matt's house and then you just got, and you just got a thousand of them because the minimum order we found out was pretty high, like, like maybe a few hundred copies. Yeah. Like and 600 then, or something. Yeah. And it was like, oh, well, what are we going to do with 600 copies? And one of us was like, I don't know, maybe sell them to our millions of fans. <laughs> it was like, Hmm, maybe we can make a hundred grand a season doing this, but it seemed pretty shady. I wonder how um, big the fine is. Like you just have to write that into your budget. I don't think there is a fine. I think they'll just take away your distributorship. I just don't. I don't think you'll be able to, to distribute anymore because well, we it's not to, a law. We need to make a well. Yeah, you unless you agree to it, unless it's part of your contract. Like there's a punishment you you line. But um, maybe we make a shell company, right? Like PKA Gaming or PKA Distributors, and then it's like sue the fuck out of that company. It ain't got no money. <laughs> you win. <laughs> <laughs> it went under. Uh, it's dissolved. I, I think that'd be funny. Um, I, I think we should fund that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Chiz would be happy to get on that paperwork. He would. Uh, he would enjoy creating a shell corporation. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> he could be the. He could be the uh, the owner of the shell corporation, as far as I care. Yeah, and that's uh, my preference. And, you know, like yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> it's like back in the day when I was talking about the flamethrower company. I was like, hey, Jeremy. You want on a flamethrower company? I don't want on a company. Everybody needs a fall guy. So, uh, but yeah, that would be really cool. Like, like I don't want to get in any real, real life trouble or anything for like stealing games or they're not stealing, giving games, selling games earlier than you're supposed breaking to. Breaking the street okay. date, yeah. Breaking, breaking the street date. But if there was a way where we could say get, imagine if we made that Can a Patreon. The gain on your mic down a little bit. I'm told that I was too quiet last time. I'm supposed to have this resolved. Oh, that's a good call. All right. This, you oh. think? Uh, can I get a longer mic check? One, two, three, one, two, three. Let's try uh, that. Let's try that for a while. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, people, for the first uh, seven minutes of this. Um, <laughs> all right. It's down. It's been horrible. <laughs> Wasn't good. <laughs> um, oh, John Jones. 
we thought they were going to really send him up the river uh, after he had, like was high on the cocaine and had the cocaine in his possession, I think, and then caused... You remember what happened better. I know there was a traffic accident, but he maybe... Was, he was on drugs, it would seem, uh, and he hit a woman. It just happens that that woman was pregnant. Let's assume a pedestrian or a driver? A driver. And um, he hit her hard enough that he broke her arm. Well, thankfully, I think she's delivered the baby since then. But uh, and, and uh, thankfully the baby's fine, uh, but um, but he broke her arm. And uh, have you been in any car accidents lately? Never one. Never ever. one. Well, I've been in, I don't know, fifteen car accidents or something. Well, you, I mean, you ride with Jackie a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I can figure in three a year for <laughs> yeah, for like twenty years almost. Um, so um, this bugs anyway. It uh, it takes a lot to like hurt somebody in a car accident nowadays. These things are pretty well padded. There's air. Everyone has airbags now in the front, and a lot of people got airbags on the side and stuff. Like they did, yeah, that's side airbags. It I turns like into a giant fucking marshmallow. Kurt, like they, like they drop down. Cars are safe. So yeah, he really had to whack her good to break her arm. Um, yeah. So, 18 and, months probation, right? And then he hit her so bad that he broke her arm, and then he ran from the scene. He just took off and started running. And on then foot? He, on foot. And then he realized he left something behind. I forget what it was. So he ran back to the scene and grabbed it, and then he ran off again, which shows a real kind of, like, thoughtfulness. Like, like you know, like, this is a very premeditated... Yeah, this guy didn't have a wreck and, like, get all, like get real fuzzy from a concussion and just wander away into the park he got away and he was like oh shit did i leave my mma gloves did i sign and he like had to run back and get the john jones sign signed gloves out of the car yeah that's totally what happened so he, he pled, what he did he pled guilty to one count of leaving the scene of an accident a fourth degree felony there's no drug charges there's no like vehicular uh assault or i don't know what could have been thrown at him but um, yeah, just one count of leaving the scene of an accident, and his punishment is 18 months probation, and that's it. And uh, it pretty much nothing. Yeah, um, that's that's pretty much nothing at all. That's um, we were talking about Caitlyn Jenner earlier because I, I thought it was so awful that she was on the cover of Vanity Fair driving a car when she's about to face those charges where she killed that person in traffic she rear-ended another driver he at the time it was bruce jenner but jenner rear-ended another vehicle while towing uh, some kind of a dune buggy in a trailer in an suv pushed that car into oncoming traffic and then that driver died and uh and then like on the vanity fair in, in that red dress <laughs> driving that car that's not a woman that's have, you, not, have you ever done anything like that like what? Towed a dune buggy? <laughs> so I was towing my rock crawler. And if people don't know, this is like a four-wheel drive dune buggy. Uh, it has bigger tires, so it's a little heavier and such. But it's a four-wheel drive engine and roll cage and tranny. And uh, not the Bruce Jenner kind of tranny, different kind of tranny. Anyway, um, so I had had like 10 minutes of towing experience at this point. Like I didn't, I didn't know. And, um, but I... The trailer had brakes, and I had a brake controller, and I turned it up high, and um, it was like I couldn't stop without locking up the trailer brakes. You know, I'd, I'd hit the brakes, and oh, and I'm going downhill 
toward a red light. And what kind of vehicle uh, were you driving? The Your Tacoma, truck? Yeah, the Tacoma was pulling another car, which is a little much for it. Taking it to the limit, yeah. Taking it to the limit. And uh, um, it was a custom-built trailer that wasn't any bigger than it had to be, and it was it, it was like right there within like 100 pounds plus or minus of what it was rated to tow. And uh, anyway, I couldn't seem to brake properly. And the me of today would probably have been able to quickly adjust the trailer brakes or something. I don't know. But, uh, or maybe adjust it before I got on any kind of road. But the bottom line is the trailer brakes weren't very effective. One, it was only one of the two axles. And two, they'd lock up instantly. And it seemed like I, like I didn't want to hit the truck brakes too hard because the trailer brakes were locking up. And I didn't hit the brake. If I made it so that they didn't lock up, then the truck wasn't braking as hard as it could have. And, um, uh, Long story short, I went skidding and honking through an intersection. It was, uh, it was like a T-shaped intersection. And uh, the light had just turned red on me, like I just missed it. So um, I guess people were still on the lookout, you know, like oh, it yeah. turns green and you kind of just keep an eye out. And me towing another car, honking and squealing the tires, and no one was like, oh, I'll go anyway. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> So, but any, the reason I tell this story, like, I did something very similar. The real difference is, thankfully, no one was in front of me. And, uh, you know, no one pulled into the intersection when I ran a light. Let me see what Bruce was driving when he had this wreck. What was Bruce Jenner driving when he crashed? He was in an Escalade. Plenty of towing power. I, I don't know why he was so bad. And I'll tell you what I did. I it, like before I went anywhere with that thing, I put trailer brakes on both axles. So it was hmm. on one. I, I'd put it on the other axle, and then it braked much better. The trailer was able to sort of handle itself, and the truck could handle itself, and everything stopped fine. But yeah. an Escalade is a is a perfectly fine tow rig for a dune buggy. Yeah, that's like a that's a full size truck basically. I didn't There's even some images. I didn't realize that uh, the Kardashians were Jenner's kids or something. They're his stepkids. His stepkids. Yeah. So he married Kardashians, like the parents. Yeah. Well, yeah, he married their mother. I see. Is the mother famous too, or does it start with Kim? Um, I don't think the mother's famous. I mean, she is now because of the show, but. They get started with Kim. I, the father was famous. The father was a defend uh, was on the OJ trial. I swear I don't remember. Like I remember um, Johnny Cochran, and I remember who was the guy. He was Jewish. What was his name? Not a handsome man. Firm Mark. Uh, I don't know. It was nineteen ninety four. I was eight. OJ Simpson lawyers. Furman. Alan Dershowitz is who I'm looking for. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. Johnny Cochran and Alan Dershowitz came out of it famous. I do not remember Robert Kardashian, Robert Blazer, um, Robert Shapiro. I briefly kind of remember that name. Uh, Lee Bailey. I started uh, the the only time I heard about Kim Kardashian because she was a friend of Paris Hilton's, like in two thousand one, two thousand two. And uh, she was just casually mentioned uh, on some entertainment news bullshit or something or another. And then she had the sex tape, which obviously rocketed her to 
to some sort of stardom, I suppose. And now she's making, you know, she makes a video game and she makes eight or ten million dollars. It seems like anything she does, that 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 uh, that uh, app or uh, it's a phone game, um, made millions and millions of dollars. Everything they do, they're incredibly successful at. Yeah. You know she's. You know Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce, formerly Bruce Jenner, has a, has her own TV show now, right? No. I, Kitty has purchased this thing, the first season on Amazon or something, and I started watching this thing, dude, and in no way is is she a convincing female at, <laughs> at, at any point. Like like this, the, the episode She's I an watched. Olympic athlete. She's a male gold medalist, dude. The the episode I watched, Kim Kardashian shows up to like visit with with Caitlyn, and mm-hmm. she brings along this other girl who's black and. It's probably famous, too, for something. She could be an R&B singer. She could be a model. I don't know. She looked vaguely familiar. In any case, they all, the three of them sit down around like these bar stools in the, uh, in the kitchen, and, and Caitlin's like, Maybe you could give me some tips on how to be more feminine. <laughs> <laughs> and the black chick goes, Well, you know, when you're eating, you know, a man eats different than a woman. You want to be very feminine. You want to be very conscious of how you're eating and i'm just imagining like ah like, like her eating a whole turkey leg like i feel like she was remembering something that caitlin had done like, like eating hot wings like a mongolian and like, like just not a convincing uh female uh, at this point even after the the surgery is freakish looking to me without like perfect angles and touch-ups when it's mm-hmm. filmed with whatever they filmed the show with even though it's still seeming like you know they're going for good angles and there's some lighting. I can see that they, like there's unnatural stuff going on under her skin and like they I can see that they've shaved the Adam's apple and that I can do a much more convincing female accent and I think you can too. <laughs> this is my female accent. Oh my god, that's so much better than Bruce Jenner's. <laughs> I um the thing about Caitlyn Jenner is a lot of people are making her out to be a hero. And I am perfectly willing to accept the sex change. I really am. It's none of my business. It's not causing problems. There's no victims in this thing. If it makes her happy, knock yourself out. She could change herself into a table, a chair, a dog, a girl. Like, all of these things are fine to me. If she said that her inner spirit was cat, and then, like, they had surgeries to make her more cat-like or lizard-like or anything. Like on It's Always Sunny. I don't know. I don't remember that. I'm sure I saw it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, if that was her inner thing, then go for it. I just don't get why she's a hero for it. That's what that that's what that whole uh, first episode of South Park was about. It was about oh, go on. It was about um, Kyle not thinking that that she was a hero. Like he like he's like I don't think she's a hero. Like it's bullshit. And and that's what that's that's the main driver of the whole episode. Them talking about that a lot. And then in the second episode, of course. Caitlyn Jenner shows up in a car and and just completely crushes another human being with the car in the most brutal, <laughs> gory way possible. And like the, their depiction of Caitlyn Jenner is is pretty spot on. You know, she's like that t- cat tongue thing. Where she looks retar- she looks real fucked up, much worse than than in real life. So they had some fun at her expense. Oh, did that just happen? Uh, second episode came out last Wednesday. The new the third episode will be uh, tomorrow. Uh, there Someone, are two episodes out so far. I, th- I thought I saw a South Park gif of like a person running over somebody. 
Yeah, I sent that to you. That's Caitlin crushing someone. I yeah. had no idea what the context behind that was. Like it, <laughs> it, it I, I just not. I, wow, it's part of my job to keep up with current events. I should have picked it up, but I, I didn't. The, the, so I'm a South Park fan anyway. So mm-hmm. like, I've never thought that they did a bad season. There's been a few episodes here and there that I just didn't laugh at. I just, you know, I thought they were smart in some places, but it, it just didn't make me laugh. I never laughed out loud. The first two episodes of this season really are setting the bar quite high. Um, the second episode had me laughing out loud, is like the whole time. Islam related? Do you remember the premise of it? I, they, they, well, the political rec- correctness is at the core of it. Um, oh. Tom Brady was part of. They, they, so they, they get they get really topical, and there's lots of stuff going on. So they'll be they'll hit on like Caitlyn Jenner, Bill Cosby, political correctness and uh like um the like syrian refugees all in the same episode so mm-hmm. it's kind of a mishmash of things but the one driving force that seems to be different this year is that they're really going after political correctness any way they can and they're uh they're pointing out that it's a bad thing and and uh it's uh it's it's been great political i really enjoy this is not my personal grudge lately like it, it, the thing that i dislike most is the victim mentality I, um, I, I see it with young people a lot and oh my God, how cliche is this that like I'm finding something wrong with the whole generation, but, uh, like, okay. Bernie Sanders. I like a lot of things about Bernie Sanders. And one of the things I like in him, about him in particular is I feel like he's one of, if not the most honorable person in the race or people in the race. Right. You know, I don't think he's lying. I don't think he stoops to do negative things. I, I don't think that he, I believe he's a good person. And if he gets up there, he'll do the best job that he knows how to do. And I don't think that's true of every president we have. I think some of them are like, well, you know, this is kind of fucked up, but the people who paid for this presidency, I, you know, I owe them. I, I feel like, you know, like Bush, for example, the, the one that was president, the most recent, it's a pretty bad president. And, and some of the shit he did, like allowing arsenic in water, which was like one of the first moves he made. Like, I just don't see the upside of that. You know, when he loosened arsenic re- um, restrictions or regulations, I feel like that was just a bought and paid for move. Like, yeah, you know, hey, I'm here. First thing I do, fucking poison people and, uh, and call it good. Sanders won't be like that. On the other hand, I feel like he's playing to a certain sort of victim mentality that's super super popular especially amongst young people who are on the internet you know the young people are on the internet um you know college is too expensive it's not your fault eh, you know a hundred thousand dollars in debt that wasn't yours you know that that's it's not your problem or it's not your responsibility it totally is man you know a hundred grand in debt would you spend six years you never worked anywhere along that way you just had like a I don't want to call it a vacation because being a student is a lot of work, but you lived, you chose that man. Like, you know, when I did it, I went to school at night and worked during the day and my employers would help me out. And when they didn't pay all of it, I earned money and paid the rest of it. And I finished without any debt. When people just, you know, don't work and go to college and finish with debt. Well, that's what you did. Also, did you choose a state school? Because the state school tuition's not that high. It's like 14 grand or something like that, 18 grand. Um, you know, you, you don't run up $100,000 in debt. Like the, the whole thing costs, what is that, 56? Um, 
so anyway yeah people are uh, people are spending a lot of money and then when they're finished acting like it's not their fault people are saying there's uh like systematic oppression i was i was arguing with my daughter yesterday and this one was about black people and i was saying that uh you know certainly for this current generation this current like group of graduates black people aren't being held back you know it's it's not a problem you know well their schools are bad well i hear you and that does suck but there's no white people going to black schools and sticking graffiti all over them, right? There aren't white people threatening the teachers, making them feel like they're unsafe in these urban schools. Um, there's, there's, you know, perhaps an issue that snitch, snitch, baby, snitch, you know? If there's a drug dealer on my corner, that fucker won't make it till tomorrow morning. I'm a snitch, right? <laughs> I'm a snitch right now. I, I, I'll hold on a minute. I got a snitch. There's a drug dealer on my corner. Um, but you know in other communities that's not happening and you know like dude like take responsibility don't say like there's bad things happening here you know it's not my fault or what like just own it own it fix it do a thing and uh if i have an issue with this current group it's that they're not like you know fucking man up and fix a problem it's ah this isn't my you know how can i get some greater power to deal with this problem on my behalf Mm-hmm. or fuck that greater power who caused this problem who really didn't you know like a, it, i swear if there was some sort of boys club like I, i'm 40 years 42 years old i'm white and i'm a multimillionaire, and i'm still unaware of this boys club what the fuck <laughs> like, <laughs> like wouldn't i know wouldn't someone like oh dude 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 did you get the letter you know you're in but there's not there I, I or maybe i'm just way too small and broke i don't know but uh uh or you know comparatively broke next to like whatever the people in the boys club but i just don't think it exists i don't think there's any systematic oppression or holding anyone down i think that you just got to make the right move don't get a gender studies degree and then complain there are no jobs you know get an employable <laughs> degree so uh, uh i think it's a little bit of both I, I i think there are points to be made for both i think the biggest problem is corruption uh i, I feel like they they can assign X amount of dollars for for Y problem, but if it doesn't actually get there, it doesn't even matter. I, I feel like you can have all if they if Sanders goes in there and and tries to implement all of these these new government programs and that that are basically gonna they're uh, first of all, where's the money coming from? But let's just pretend he has it, you know. But but the money won't get to where he's sending it in a in an efficient fashion. It never does because he's working through the federal government, like like. Can it's I just that. Yeah. Like I don't think the best way to lower cost of schools is to have the federal government throw money at schools, you know. No. If you want to lower the cost of schools, excuse me, what you need to do is pick schools based on cost. If people start doing that, if people start saying, you know, you know, what happens today is they're like, well, this one's 10 grand a year, and this one's 30 grand a year. But that 30 grand one a year, I like it a little more. I'll do that. And people like they're legit cost no object choosing shit but they don't do that anywhere else in their life like they're not doing that with cars they're not doing that with clothes but with school somehow like you click a button you click a button and, and just a hundred thousand dollars changes hands somewhere and you never know about it, <laughs> it, it so until the bills come if if the federal government starts sending more money to schools i don't think that's going to make schools cheaper i think it, it maybe has a very short-term dip and how much students pay, but then in no time at all, go right back. And 
it'll be more expensive because you'll have it in taxes in addition to you know tuition. So I, yeah, the, the real solution is to have people start caring about how much they spend and then we'll be getting somewhere. Hmm. But yeah, just in general, I feel like there's a, you know, like it's certainly the cliche is all the people on Tumblr, you know, you're triggering me, you're oppressing me, you're this, you're that. I've got the one issue or another, my PTSD, they're not combat vets. And I, I, it's like, stop being a victim, like just own up and, and be tougher, impermeable. That's what you need. You'll be more, it'll be better for you. I was, um, it's a completely changed, different topic, but it's I was, time. uh, I was looking at a thing and someone someone posted a comment on my thing, something about Smokey the Bear would be very disappointed in you. And so that got that gave me this idea. It's like, well, I'm about to do this flamethrower video. I need a Smokey the Bear costume. Because I thought it would be funny if the flamethrower video opened up with like a close-up of Smokey the Bear in costume and he was like, Remember, kids, only you can prevent and then I hit him with a flamethrower and, and someone is just screaming and writhing in pain in the Smokey the Bear costume. I was like, that'd be hilarious. He is protected. The National Forestry Service treats that guy like he's a, a national hero or something. You can't get the costume. You can't use his likeness. They will come after your ass. There's a whole list of rules on how the guy who does wear the suit acquires it, wears it, what he can and can't do. Like they they treat Smokey the Bear like he's a he's Uncle Sam or something. Like you can get an Uncle Sam costume anywhere, run around, be silly, but they don't want a, the Smokey the Bear looking bad. And I'm afraid to go after Smokey the Bear because I'm pretty sure they'll file some sort of a lawsuit against me. <laughs> Can you do the Indian with the tear guy with the garbage? I don't. I could, I, you really want Smokey the Bear? He's a much better I, yeah, figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just had this. I had this. I could see it in my head. The, you know, mm -hmm. the camera's tied on Smokey the Bear. You know what he looks like, hat and all. Only you can prevent forests. And then the flames just ignite him, and you. you I the don't know how to safely pull that off. Like I. I do. You do because I'm not volunteering to be in that suit. I would be in the suit. I, I would. I would want. I wouldn't trust anybody else to do it right. Like they wouldn't flail the way I want them to flail, and they wouldn't scream just right. Uh, I. I would just get some. Um. Some of those Kevlar. You know, right. coverings, and right. I would light myself up strategically so that you know it's not going up here. I'd set my arms on fire, my back on fire, and I just go with it. Just wearing some fire gear and a couple fire extinguishers. You can burn for five or ten seconds. And it's just the outside of that costume that'd be burning. You probably thought of this already, but it might take a couple days to film a smoke, a fire, a flamethrower video, because I think the time is very important. Like it, it might be hard to do in complete darkness, but you certainly don't have all day. There's like a golden hour thing. You might have to hit golden hour four days in a row. Um, I think a lot of it will work well for in in just broad daylight. There's definitely going to be a nighttime portion of it or low light portion of it. I just don't know how much. I came up with a great idea today. So I already had the idea for filling a balloon up, filling big balloons like 36 inch balloons up uh, with with propane and hitting those with a the flamethrower. They'll make a huge fireball, and then to hold them in place so that they're floating at like target position. Just tie a helium balloon to that, and it's lighter than air, so it'll. Keep everything stable. It doesn't float like helium. Okay. So what I but and I started thinking more and and I think that'll be cool. Like me kind of going through a course, just boom. You could use a hydrogen balloon to hold it up. Just saying. But I've got tanks of helium for free. Okay, but hydrogen ex explodes. Yeah, but I I don't know how volatile hydrogen is. I don't have a lot of experience with it, and I'm already pretty. I'm pretty uh, sure it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not positive though. 
the propane, like if a propane balloon went off next to me, it'd be bad. But it wouldn't be like that acetylene balloon. They're not nearly as volatile. The explosion isn't as is uh, violent. The conf- the conflagration isn't as rapid. So um, so my idea is this: instead of I'm gonna have the course of them floating at like head height and kind of roll through it, blowing balloons up. But then I was thinking, why not get a big helium balloon, like almost weather balloon status, uh, like a like five feet wide or something. Start with that. Have that up there floating, and every three feet coming down the string, there's another propane balloon, and it goes up for like 50 feet in the air. So when I ignite the bottom propane balloon and it explodes, it ignites the one three feet above it, and then the one three feet above it, and then the one three feet above it, and it just keeps going until I got a mushroom cloud or something. I'm not really sure what's going to happen, so... I, that's that's the idea there. I think that's gonna be cool. Yeah. So I, I just found I, I bought balloons before, but here's one you can get. You know, blue, green, orange, red, white, and yellow. Six foot. Lovely. This will get you done. They cost some money. It's twenty bucks a balloon. Yeah, I only need the one or two. I'll get two. You know, uh, the thir- You can get thirty-six inch balloons for like they're about five bucks each or something like that. I think that's gonna be my my main target size, but. I still got some testing to do, but I think that's going to be really cool. There's going to be a column of propane that just goes into the night's sky, and I'm going to light it from the bottom, and I'm looking forward to that. How's it going to be held up? Well, at the top, there's a helium balloon. So you think that'll have enough suspension to hold a column of propane balloons? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely so. Because, because, yeah, they'll weigh like... Propane balloons are almost zero. Yeah. Yeah. It'll take a big helium balloon. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, I look forward to that. Now, all your videos are uploaded now, right? You don't have any in the hopper waiting? Nope. Nope. We're filming. Um, I got to go to this gun show this weekend, and then we're going to film. Uh, the third is when I get my flamethrower. You know what video I want to see? Me getting huh. shot in the forehead with a paintball. I need to render. I have no way of getting it off the card right now. Like, I got to figure out some kind of a card reader or something. Go to Amazon, buy a card reader. It's probably less than $15, and they send it right yeah. to the door. I buy stuff on Amazon all the time. I buy so much shit on Amazon when it comes to the door, I don't remember what I got. I like, I'm not sure what the issue is, though, because the problem is that, that on the computer's... Um, USB drive isn't working properly, so it won't. It, it's not wanting to read. Um, so I've got a adapter to put the micro SD into sort of a thing that looks like a thumb drive, and then that into my uh, uh, computer, and I, it won't read that, and it won't read any USB for that matter. And that's the only computer with the editing software on it that can and edit the sixteen. Things aren't networked together, like you. Yeah. Definitely. No, it's one's downstairs on like the south end of the house, the other computers upstairs on the north end. They couldn't be farther apart. You'd have to use like mega upload or something. To... Yeah. And, and then the other problem with that, using mega upload is this little clip of your video is part of a 22 minute file of like 60 frame per second, 1080p video that I has editing software. We're, we're talking about Kitty's computer. So like it's Kitty's thumb drive that isn't working. Oh, so I, yeah, I see now. Yeah. Hmm. So like I could Shit get it on my computer. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like, like that's the it, and it's an annoying problem to have. So send me I'll, the thumb I'll, drive. I'll put it up. I may end up doing that. Yeah, make that so. 
So That's do you want to help with the stable? Happen. No. I don't Because you so. expressed an interest before. You... Did I? Yeah. Shocking. Um, yeah, you were like you wanted to sort of pick a day when like a, something interesting was happening, you know, whether it be like a framing or something like that. I mentioned that I would that whenever um, your flamethrower came in and I was done filming with it, that I would happily just drive up there and bring you your flamethrower. I, I um, really thought you wanted to join in on the stable. Nah, I think I'm good on that one. There's there's oftentimes some sort of manual labor project going on at my dad's place, and I always just duck right on out of those. I, <laughs> I, uh, I could definitely see why it's a it's a fun thing to do, and it's going to be really a you know it's an accomplishment when you get something like that done. But it's it's not something that I need in my life right now, and I got a bunch of shit going on anyway. That uh, I'm about to start on my own little project that I'll, I think I'll film. I th um, I can't talk about that. That's that's the thing that um, I'm going to have delivered. And then I'm going to do the stuff to it on the inside of it. And it'll be done in 45 days or so, like I was telling you. Yeah, okay, okay. And yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, I, I'm probably going to film that little project, me like oh. doing all of those things. So that you're so ready like, when the thing arrives. So when the thing arrives, you'll be like, all right. Yeah, yeah. So that when, yeah, I can show what I did uh, after the fact. I think that'll be cool. Because there's a lot that goes into it, uh, apparently. And I got to... I gotta get to it now. I don't want to. But in any case, I got my own little carpentry slash construction project going on. I know. I don't want any part of yours. I follow that now. Yeah, yeah. So the the stable's been making some progress. Uh, it actually, in very recent history, it hasn't been making as much as we want. We did the overhang on the roof, um, but it's been raining and raining and raining. And the deal is, we're working on a roof, and as soon as we lay all the sheathing, we've laid the pressure treated sheathing and left it in the rain, but the other sheathing. We're kind of waiting for a break in the rain because we want to lay we're not using tar paper we're using like synthetic tar paper it's like an improved version supposedly and uh we don't want to put more that... environmentally friendly as well you know what you ever burn the selling you ever point burn tar me? paper or no. shingles does it i didn't, wouldn't think it, they burn well it makes these first of all there's black smoke like a tire but the flames are green mm. well the the reason we chose it is because i heard it was less apt to tear than tar paper and i thought just being idiots, we'd be more likely to walk on it. Whereas a pro might lay the tar paper and then like instantly have the shingles as the next step. I could see me like needing to fix a thing or like forgetting flashing somewhere. And I was like, if this is more resistant to being walked on, that's the stuff I should use. So mm -hmm. uh, uh, anyway, what I'm trying to get out is we need to lay that tar paper, I'll call it synthetic tar paper on dry wood. And uh, it's been raining every day, and that's been holding us up. But today, I got all the electrical stuff we need. So if it rains tomorrow, which I think it will, and the day after that, we'll be inside the stable uh, wiring it up. That should be cool. Yeah. Yeah, that will be cool. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot of our little projects wrapped up. I've been, my uncle just got a, uh, <clears throat> like a 1956, maybe older. Yeah, uh, truck that they're working on over there. So they're always starting a new uh, car project or something like that and bringing it over there to work on. So There's a when, 57. When they buy it, does the truck run? It, it, sometimes, sometimes not. It, it, all these projects are unrelated. They just, um, dad likes fixing up old cars and my uncle does too. I and follow, so like, like, can he take the motor apart and he's, he's not at all intimidated by a crankshaft or 
you know. No, that's what they just did. Then they 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 put the they changed the camshaft. They put some. It was called a thumper camshaft. They put in this. Uh, uh, they they took the heads off the 383 stroker and put some. Four, put a. They had a 400 small block and they took the parts off one, put them on the other. They just put an engine together. I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah, they do all that stuff. Like, um, I've taken they, the head off a million times, but once you, and I've even taken the block off, but I've never messed with the crank. And I've watched videos of people who like take the crank off and I think it's called a race that like half circle thing that like, you know, rubs against the bearing maybe. And, uh, they're like, look at this, you know, this race is damaged right here. And it has like a very slight horizontal scratch on it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right. And they're like, well, this one should be fine. And to my eye, it looks pretty much like the fucked up one. And that intimidates me because this guy I'm talking about, one lonely farmer, he's a YouTuber clearly knows his stuff like he's not he's not getting it wrong he's done it a million times he's probably mm -hmm. on the same level that like your father is and uh but i'm not on that level and i can't see why he likes one and hates the other mm. i don't get it they um they do a little bit of everything i mean he couldn't rebuild the transmission uh it's i finally figured out what was wrong with my truck's transmission i wanted to diagnose the problem before i replaced it and now it's time so here's the deal from I may have be, be off a year or two, but like from 2002 till like 2009, those Chevrolet pickup trucks, the the Silverado 1500s, have a transmission issue where they they fabricated this apparently because of the the, the in the transfer case, the uh, the design is such that one part is always vibrating when it's under pressure and running, and the part that's right next to that is made out of magnesium. So it vibrates against the magnesium part until it wears through it. And then the fluid gets to goes through the aluminum and through pinholes that, that it can only leak through while the thing is under pressure and riding down the road. So you're driving down the road, and it's dripping transmission fluid. You get back to your house, and it's dry as it can be because the, the holes are so tiny that the transmission's even dry. It only drips when you're driving, and it's under pressure. There's no transmission fluid in your yard. And... Uh, the, the the end result is that the transfer case and the transmission just ground themselves apart. So I talked to a guy whose whole company is about refabricating these uh, transfer cases to go on Chevrolet transmission so you won't have the issue anymore. So 1300 bucks, it should be here by the end of the week. Is this the red and, one? No, I don't red have a red truck. There's been so... Keeping you like informed about like the the trucks is gonna be hard. Like, the, Dad has bought four 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 trucks and sold trucks four trucks since like the last time that that red truck was in existence. This is that red truck wasn't was your father's. Yeah, I thought it was yours. Now the black one's mine. The red one was a backup for the the black one that he bought for himself. Now you drove a black one on the survival trip. But yes. That one's not the one that's yours. That was my 16th birthday present. That one. But is it currently considered your father's? It's always been titled under his name because I was 16. Right. But does he tend to use it and store it and stuff? No. It's, it's, so it's been pretty much me. yours. Yeah. But that, that's not the truck we're talking about. No. We're talking about my 2008 uh, Z71 uh, silver truck. Silver truck, because you drove a really nice black truck 
in South Carolina, I think. That we had a whole dispute over that truck. So I paid for you that and truck. I had a dispute over it? No, 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 no. Oh. Me and my dad. Uh -huh. so, so, so I paid for that truck. The, the idea was this. We both wanted a truck. And, uh, and I was like, well, look, I'm not going to want to drive my nice truck all the time. You're not going to want to drive your nice truck all the time. Let's just split this thing. And I was like, I'll put in, I don't, what was it? It's close to $40,000. Anyway, we split it. We both paid for the thing. Then I took the truck on a few trips, and one of those trips, he did not like how I treated that truck, and we had a big argument over it. So I was like, well, did look. Did you fill it with fast food wrappers? No. I, I carried some barrels in the back of it, and the bed got scratched up on the inside of the bed. And in my head, it was like, well, I'm going to put a spray-on bed liner in this thing or something like that anyway. Who cares it if was, this paint... It was like... Um... It was paint. It was like brand new, like you know, oh. like the bed of a truck on the inside. I remember just, it being carpeted on the inside, but I might be messing up my truck. That was again. what that. No, that's it. Uh -huh. But that was that. This is, this is long before all this happened. Okay. So we had a major dispute. I uh, I was like, well, look, I'll keep everybody happy. I I come back and I had done the carpet thing. I had put the bed cover on there. Still didn't like it. Long story short, uh, he wrote me a check, and it passed one hundred percent back to him. Okay. But in the meantime, there have been, I have a 2008 truck. A silver truck. Now, is that the truck I saw in Chicago when you and Jeremy Yes, Jeremy that's drove? the one we drove to Chicago. Yeah, that's my truck. I bought that one three years ago or something like that. Uh -huh. there's, so there's also my dad's charcoal 2008 four-wheel drive that's identical in every way, but it's charcoal. <laughs> he, has, he has one that's identical to that. Um, and there's also... A, there's the red one you spoke of, though it's gone now. There was the, and then there was the black one. So there's like six trucks total, or something like that. They just kind of float around I a little bit. I think I'm keeping up now. I, I feel this has really helped me, and I care. I can't tell you why I care, but I just happen to. It seems. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's funny is that your truck comings and goings, like I've had the same truck for is it twelve or thirteen years? Twelve years so far. And uh, I kind of would like a different one. I like my truck. And it's not, my dad did this thing for like 30, 40 years where every year he would always have a new car. We always did. We, we were always, you know, he was, we would always just, I don't know how many cars I've had. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe close to 30. That's a lot like, of cars. But the turnover would be fast. Like, like you might only be in a car for two months sometimes, but sometimes it might be three years. I, if that were me, I'd probably be losing a lot of money. Maybe your father is able to wheel and deal and buy, you know, buy low, sell high or something. But I no. think if I did that, I'd be fucked. <laughs> I think I, I think part of it for him for a long time was he wants a new truck all the time, and uh, and the other part was like you new weren't losing that new, huh? New to him, brand new. Um, like he, he always wanted a brand new truck, so he just considered that the cost of doing business, and you know, there's a lot of other things that you could do i uh and i look at trucks and sometimes i see like like ooh, there's one i'd really like and it's 15 grand or something like i could have that for a long time but i don't pull the trigger i don't know we'll see hope hope i've been taking hope driving every weekend and uh that's been going well and it it implies that maybe come december she'll actually get her license which seemed risky she uh that's shocking to me I wonder if that's a thing that's sort of her peculiarity or if that's a, a growing thing among young people that they just don't. I can't imagine. Who doesn't want a fucking 
come on. That's that's the best thing in life. It's like, a growing thing among young people. It, it's <sighs> and I think I don't know. I was gonna say it's mostly girls, but it's not. Like there's a lot of people who just don't care to drive. I don't. I don't. Me, I wanted the freedom so bad. And and I've always said it's because my parents didn't take me all the places I wanted to go. Right. Like I wanted to go. To, I had friends who didn't live in the same town as me. And my mom would literally just like cancel. She, like she'd say yes. She was going to take me tomorrow. And like it was all lined up. And I see him in school and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had like dirt bikes and ATVs. So going to his place was like Disney World. Better than Disney World. Fucking dirt bikes and ATVs, man. Like like I'm, I'm literally going to get to do this stuff. I can't wait. And um yeah, whereas otherwise we just play at the school or at my house or whatever, and we're going to go to this fucking amazing adventure. And then it would rain that day. And my mom would be like, no, nah, I'm not driving in the rain. I'm like, mom, like the car is waterproof. You know, why wouldn't you drive me in this? She's like, I don't like driving in the rain. Like it, I'll, I'll turn the windshield wipers on. Like, I don't know how to like compromise on this. And, and there's just, you know, she just cancel. I wanted it for every conceivable reason. Yeah. It's like when I want to go somewhere, I want to go there. Like I, I never had to ask for it. Like, like gas money was just provided like really as much as I wanted. Like, like, I, and it, it, I feel like gas money should be provided to your kid. Like if they're going somewhere to like, you know, at least they're out of your hair. Right. That's, that's one good thing. And it's just like, sure, I'll pay you to stay away. Mm. It seems like a good, a good, you know, give and take. I won't start any fires at home. You give me a hundred bucks. I'll be gone for the, for the night. So like, well, as soon as I had a driver's license, though, like I was like, well, I want to go somewhere. I want to get as I want to go far. I want whether it's near or far it doesn't really matter. I just want to be away from here all the time, constantly out doing stuff that that's me. Like if I want to just decide, you know what? And, and I did so many times. I've just been like, fuck it, I'm going to Florida, or fuck it, I'm going three, four hundred miles out of the way for for no good reason. My my cousin and I would be watching late night TV. We'd see something on Food Network about some great rib shack in Tennessee, and I'd be like, you know what? Let's go get those fucking ribs. And we'd go, you know, the next day and drive four hours to go get the ribs. I remember one time we saw this thing about the biggest breasts in the world, and it was this stripper in Tennessee. And I was like, dude, we're only six hours away from them giant titties. She's crushing beer cans with them and stuff. We not went and saw the giant titties. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? Like, like, we got our own car, got the gas money. What else are we going to do? It's like, I did you, similar stuff, but way lamer. It was like, let's go to Hardee's. Hardy's is 45 miles from here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that too, like, like, you know, anything and everything, just the ability to be like, fuck all this and just get in your car and be gone. Just, just get away from whatever you're dealing with. Um, you know, whatever people you normally have to put up with. See, that's the thing when you're not mobile, you got to put up with whatever the environment is you're in. You get to change your environment when you got a car. That's yeah. just, and another thing, a car was like a shelter to me. And I don't know if other people get as excited about this, but I'd be in my car in the rain, just excited about how waterproof it is. Maybe that's why I got the thing for rain flies. Maybe it started there, <laughs> but, but I like the, the raindrops would hit the windows. And it, it'd be snowing and I'd have my own HVAC system, right? My, my very own HVAC system where I can make it cold in the summer and hot in the winter. And it, like, I was just, it, it, transportation was, of course, the greatest thing about it, but the shelter was the second greatest thing about it. Like I yeah. could sleep there. I could, could. Well, it was doing all the things that my parents wouldn't take me to do. It, it, you know, like all right, so fireworks. 
they discovered at an early age it was best not to let me have any. Like it just wasn't a good idea. I was gonna all, like cut them all apart and make one big one or something. So um, when I got a car, like one of the first things I I did was like go to the fucking fireworks store. They've been they've been keeping me away for years, <laughs> not a day longer. Like like once a year they'd stop on the way back from South Carolina and let me go to the fireworks store and get twenty dollars worth of shit. But like I got my own car. We're gonna go drop two hundred bucks on fireworks. Let's go have some fun. Uh, it was fireworks. It was the ability to like, I don't know, go get laid or go get booze or go get cigarettes or like whatever was like cutting edge for a 16 year old with wheels. I wanted to do all those things and nobody could tell me I couldn't. And, you know, it wasn't always shenanigans and like trying to trying to get our hands on something we shouldn't have been uh, a part of. But for the most part, it was just taking control of our own little lives and, and so being the boss. I have a question for you. You ready? Yeah. So hope is a somewhat nervous conservative driver, but not that dangerous, really. Just, you know, anxious about driving. And uh, definitely doesn't want to start with my truck, which was plan A. Like, if you talked to her when it was on the hypothetical, she was going to be driving my stick shift, doing whatever. Now, she would need her own car, one that isn't mine. Um, what would you get her? One option includes give her Jackie's and get Jackie something new. Another uh, option get, is anything else. I would get her something like a like a, a three to five year old Volvo XC90. It doesn't get any safer or kind of lamer than that. Like like they're not. She's not going to be. It's not going to be a race car, but it is a fucking like super safe. It's like a it's like a SUV crossover ugly fucking thing. It doesn't get any safer than that though. I Those was going to go considerably older eight years or something uh. jeep cherokee or grand cherokee uh, again big big car and i just have this idea that when a big car hits a little one the big car kind of wins i know little cars can be safe etc but they get pushed around by big ones and the i want to get bogged what's your there. budget that's the important thing i guess right as low but, as possible as low as possible uh, that's to not get fair to say you got You got. You got to have a round number. You got to come up with that, and because because she she's not going to be a skin in the game, right? Like she's not. She doesn't. But I'm. I'm not asking her. I. Yeah. I would say certainly under five grand. Oh. Yeah. Um. It needs to be reliable, trustworthy. I would like it to. You know, here's be something I know how to work on. That was the, like when you mentioned Volvo. I'm like, ah, that seems like it's going to be foreign to me. But Jeep, like I've been working on Jeep motors from that rock crawler for a long time. Um, it, huh? Maybe I'm not the best at this. Hmm. I might not be good for advice. In my head, I like like if it were me, I'd get her a new car because I, I would be like, "This is your, this this is this is the first and only time in your life, and you're gonna start out with a brand new one. Now, once you've ruined this one." You're you're walking, so My keep that in mind and treat it. Months before I totaled it. Well, I, I I need to get her something built for crashing. That's what I think. It, it, it's safe and, and good. I mean, you know, insurance doesn't get any safer than a new car. That's just what I would think. I, I would like I would want to start out fr like like no. I would never want uh, you know a new driver to have to worry about maintenance, uh, not maintenance. Maintenance is, is but like working on the car. I don't want her to break down or have any bullshit issues that might come along with an older car. Newer cars are kind of safer. Uh, they definitely are safer. And I and, and my thought process is like, look, this is a brand new thing you're getting here, and if you 
take care of it, it'll last you well beyond the end of your college years and, and on into you know the next decade. Look what I've done with the Red Ranger over here. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's what immediately that would be my first choice. But after that, like I don't know. Like like you're you're a father. You got to make this decision. Yeah, like, yeah I would just ask my kid a new car. Yeah, just thought it was an interesting topic. I, I don't think she's I, getting uh, a new car. I I do it. I, I know you've got your own personal experience of wrecking one, but like so does Jackie. Jackie, huh. she got her car and she immediately crashed into a red light. She ran in into a red light. It's not the same as running a red light. I understand. She, she hit the pole that would hold up the red light and uh, and knock the red light down. And then like, whenever we passed it, she would claim that that one was hers because she paid for it. That's, That's my red funny. light. I bought that. <laughs> I, I've never had a car crash at all. I've never hit anything. Um, not another car, certainly. I've, you know, I've ran into some ditches, but I've never incapacitated a vehicle while driving it. My cousin, on the other hand, polar opposite. He's taken out about eight or nine, mm. um, mostly totals. Um, he told one on purpose because he didn't like it. I all those accidents I was in. I was mostly passengers, mostly the passenger in all those accidents. I had a friend named Brian Trossel. Um, I should have probably given his whole name, but it's PKN, whatever. Um, he crashed. I mean, he must have been in six accidents with that guy. Um, well, I thought with the crashing thing, is like, you know, car insurance. I, I feel I mean, like you lose every time with like a bunch with that car insurance. If, like, you, if you know, if they stack up, they start putting some penalties on you. But I think your first one, you know, you might look at it. Oh, now it's twenty dollars more a month, which isn't a chicken scratch. But you know, they're not going to like. In Jersey, when you crash your car, you'd pay the entire amount in raised premiums, and then. Right off the bat as a lump sum? No, like they'd be like, all right, for the next four years, like this $5,000 in damage for the next four years, you'll pay twelve fifty, and you know more in auto insurance. And it's like, what is auto insurance for? Yeah, oh, well, that sounds... I, I We've used our insurance a lot in my family. My dad's had a lot of like buildings burned down and like, mm-hmm. ma- like all the different kinds of insurance too. Not auto insurance, um, you know, farm insurance, medical insurance. Like he's had a $85,000 back surgery once and he had like a... Uh, $180,000 building burned down once. And so, like, he figures he's in the, he's in the positive on that. Like, he's definitely ta- taking advantage of all his insurance. He's, he's taken a lot more out of that system than he's paid in. But still, like, it seems like with auto insurance, like, it does. I've never been in a wreck, so maybe I just don't know. But I've never been in a wreck outside of Jersey. So that's not that relevant either. That sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like I can't imagine. I wouldn't pay into that system. I just ride it without insurance. <laughs> the worst. They've got the highest insurance rates of any state. No. Well, they do if you don't have. If you're a DWI, they just fucking gun you down right there. Dude, they, like the no Geico. They're like DWIs cost in, on average like twenty five or thirty two thousand dollars in this state. Don't drink and drive. And they put it on the billboards and advertise how fucked you are if you get caught drinking and driving. No, I was talking about DWI, driving without insurance, not driving oh, while intoxicated. I see. I, yeah. yeah. I don't know what happens. Yeah. I, it, I've, I've had mine lapse before, and they pull me over and seen it's lapse, and they say, ah, well, let's go take care of that. Like, like, uh, I feel like if I was maybe, maybe had brown skin and didn't speak <laughs> uh, English so well, they'd have like INS'd my ass and zapped me or something. No, I'm insured up. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm covered. 
But with Hope, yeah, I plan to get her something kind of big and safe. I think she's learning to drive in an elevated position, like in my car, even more so my wife's, that she should stay up tall. And uh, I don't know, Jeep Cherokee comes to mind because I feel like it's big and safe and I can fix it and like I'll get it. Yeah. And that's also there's a fair chance that um, when she goes to college for the first year or two, she won't take a car. Like some schools don't even allow freshmen to drive. Mm. And um, like I, I can't imagine buying a new car and just having it like depreciate in the stable for two years. Yeah, you wouldn't want that. Wouldn't well, I mean, you maybe. Maybe the new car is Jackie and Hope's car, and you get two birds with one stone. <laughs> or maybe why doesn't why doesn't Jackie's car pass to Hope since I it's a big honking that. SUV? Oh, yeah, that may be the ticket. I this is the ticket here. Here's what I'm thinking. Like, what if you give her that? Because that's a big SUV. Um, I think that's that's probably. I mean, she's gonna back into some shit. But it, she won't be hurting anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, um, those bumpers are already fucked up. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they are. They really are. Did you weld some of those big steel ones on it, like on your truck? <laughs> like that's what you should do. Um, but and, and I was about. Um, but I don't know what you buy Jackie either. Like like she wrecked while I was. I, how many times have I ridden with Jackie in my like life? Four. One. Okay. How many car accidents? One. <laughs> one or two i don't know two one for one <laughs> when a one ride had one crash yeah. like she's a hundred percent crash uh at this point <laughs> I, I i don't know if you give her the new car either maybe <laughs> maybe you get out this whole thing for five thousand dollars maybe jackie gets a grand cherokee and uh i was actually <laughs> really looking at a grand cherokee for jackie but a much newer one like the a, newer ones all right so the new new ones i i really like that body style let me see if i can find an image of it i saw it driving down the road the other day and i didn't even recognize it hmm Huh. I'm gonna show it to everyone for you. Uh... The one I saw is 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 a black model with like red uh, brake calipers. Like it looked like a sporty model. Huh. I'm trying to. I think it looks nice. I think Jackie would like it. Yeah, it's we, not um... as different. Maybe I saw. Maybe I did just see something totally different. This interior looks nice. Uh, I don't know. I searched for 2015 Jeep Cher Grand Cherokee, and it shows the interior, and it's it's pretty pimp. There's I went to a, the scenes. I think one of the things Jackie would really like is air-conditioned seats. Have you seen that? Yeah, I'm a big fan. Oh, I've never felt it, but I've seen it. Like, you know, I, I, I watch these car videos and stuff. It, for people that don't know, apparently Kyle does, it's almost like an air hockey table. Like it's like perforated leather seats, and it just blows cool air on your bum bum. And it, yeah, it's, it's very much like, a, like an air hockey table. I would love that so much. Um, I that's something I would like, but um, you could get that. Uh, you could get a used. Uh, so Ford was doing that in two thousand five or two thousand six for sure. Like really? on their, they would do it in the uh, definitely they did it in the um, in the high end expeditions and explorers, and I think they were doing it even in the trucks. Like like I I think I feel like you could get a used Ford truck that you know like a 2010 Ford truck that had all that shit in it if you get the lariat so at, at the uh, moment i'm doing construction uh you know the stable and then later the workshop i need a truck about twice a week 
Like it's a legit thing. I'm not just driving a truck because I'm a, an American. I'm driving it because like bringing home eight foot thing long stacks of lumber a couple times a week now. So it'd have to be a truck. But we'll get this sorted out. I uh, the frugality thing that I do now with my current truck is a pretty smart decision. We'll see. I'm looking up uh, what a 2010 truck with air-conditioned seats would run you. Chiz is downstairs right now playing uh, Rummy 500 with my wife and mother-in-law. Oh. Yeah. And maybe even Colin or Hope or something. What's, what's Rummy 500? Oh, have you played Jim Rummy? Jim Rummy? Um, no, no, not really. Okay, so... The things that have value are the same things that have value in poker. Straight, uh, flush, etc. And uh, basically, you play and you put your... Like, if you get three of a kind, you put that three of a kind down, and then you get more cards. And uh, if the things you put down are face cards, they're worth 10. Ace is 15. Otherwise, they're 5. And you play until you get 500 points. And, okay. Uh, you would catch on quick. So... Uh, Apparently, my mother-in-law is good at it. We'll see. Here's that truck. Uh, did you send a link? Let's see what we got here. $31,000 is the asking price. So it is a V8 2010 Ford. And you say it has the air-conditioned seats? Yeah, four-wheel drive, uh, oh, yeah. leather, air-conditioned seats, six-and-a-half-inch be uh, foot bed, six-and-a-half foot bed. Um, looks extremely clean. It's got 46,000 miles on it. This would be a winner. Uh, but 46, wait, how much was it? 46,000 miles, 31,000 is the asking price. But they're, so like, I don't know, how, maybe, maybe this is their like internet super price, but the price is that it, it could, $5,000 could come off that. I don't know. So you think it would be 26-ish? I don't know. I mean, maybe this is rock bottom, like, bare bones price. It's, you can never really tell. Uh, you'd have to look up the, uh, you have to look up Edmunds.com or Blue Book to see what the actual value of it would be. I don't, that's when I looked it up. I had no idea what one of these would be worth, and I just kind of Googled the, uh, a few of the options that I was looking for. This that's a pretty truck, though. one is in Pennsylvania. Yeah. That'd be a haul. But, uh, ah, it'd be a nice little road trip. You I, ever been to Pennsylvania? Oh, lots, tons of times. Hmm. I used to live in Pennsylvania. That's right, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my dad, uh, I told him about that Alaska Highway motorcycle ride thing, mm -hmm. and he knew all about that highway anyway because we watched this whole History Channel thing about when they made that thing during World War II, and it was a colossal construction effort. And uh, and and he's uh, he's gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with him, not on a motorcycle. I think really? we're going to fly I think we're going to like fly into Seattle and rent a car and just drive. We should up all there. come. I'll, uh, I, I, you just mm -hmm. witnessed me inviting me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be fun though. Like like I've I he's I don't know a ton about that road. Um mm -hmm. like I know about the construction process, but I don't know what uh, the state of it currently. But dad was like, "Yeah, it's supposed to be one of the scenic, most scenic roads in the world." So Yeah. Dude, we should go. We'll road trip that thing. Yeah, I'll I want to go. drive this time. <laughs> I'll believe that when I see it. <laughs> now, I've done a lot of long distance driving, just not with you. I do long distance sleeping. I uh, I don't know why. 
I do not like uh, long distance driving. I've done a bunch of like like four to six hour hauls. I've done a bunch of like those. It. I think when you first started, it there was a level of excitement to like go to Arizona. There's some all right. So parts of it I enjoy. I like being in a car with a bunch of friends and kind of driving for a few hours. But that wears off after like the first day. Like like after a day of doing it, and then you wake up and get right back in the car and go again. It, it, it really starts wearing on you. And then you're keeping in mind the whole time that, like, we're not even there yet. Once we get there, we got to do all this shit again, but we'll be tired on the way back from all the work we're going to do. So it's like, I would much rather fly at this point. I would, I yeah. would drive to, to, there's a lot of places I would drive to, uh, you know, if it, but they're all pretty close. The other, uh, I like it when, my, when I drive a car a long distance or even a medium distance, but it's working hard, then. When my machine works well, I get a ton of enjoyment out of that. It could be my tractor. It could be my golf cart. It could be my truck. But, like, if you and I were to hop in my truck and take it up to, like, Boston to see Lozon, and especially if we were hauling a thing and we were, like, carrying people and materials, just going, your truck is so effective. Like, it'll go highway speeds for indefinitely indefinitely like these things are just very high quality machines and uh and they last for a decade or two that is amazing that black truck has 245,000 miles on it um it's had a it's on its third fuel pump i think maybe fourth but that's mm -hmm. it uh maybe the i don't know how many sets of tires six the, something like that the tacoma not as many miles 136 maybe um but it's had almost nothing. I, I put a new um, timing belt in it. And when I did that, I replaced the water pump because that's a thing. I don't know if that's all cars, but the timing belt runs the water pump. So a lot of pe people replace it. It's like $80 extra to do that. But if it goes bad, then it's a whole like $1,000 job all over again because it's the same thing as a timing belt. Anyway, so yeah, I, but I've pretty much replaced nothing because it was broken just mm. you know gas and oil and brake pads and good so yeah there's that must have been a good model or maybe that was just a good one in particular you got i don't know anything about those trucks but like with this i didn't know that about that thing i told you at the beginning of the show about how those chevrolet trucks apparently he, he the guy told me he was like he's like they're ticking time bombs He was like you want to work with us if you put in a, a refabricated one, all they're going to do is replace that magnesium with aluminum. It's still going to vibrate. You're still going to run into the same problems. It's going to take longer. He's like, We're, we do it right. That's, what, that's, what I, that's why I've been, business, been in business since blah, 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 doing what I do. Like, he was like the man, it seemed like. He knew exactly what the problem was, and uh, I was glad I got in touch with that guy. But as, I'd never heard of anything like that with those trucks. Uh, he seemed to know about it well. With, um, with that 2002 truck, like, the only thing it's ever been is that fuel pump, and that's a well-known thing with those. Like, um, I've uh, that red truck that you mentioned earlier—that was a 2002 truck. It also had the fuel pump issue. I think they all do. Hmm. At, like every 50,000 miles, it just needs a new one. Do you replace it yourself? Is it easy? Yeah, it's not easy. I mean, uh, relatively easy. You know, a few hours of work. Once you know, I've done it a few times now, so like we know how to do it. And we, we did it two different ways, one way taking the bed off and one way just raising it. Um, either, both are just really annoying. Cause that's what you have to do to get to this thing, I by replaced the, way. the fuel pump on my buggy, and uh, it is so easy. 
It's right there by the gas tank. You can see it. You don't remove anything. It's um, two bolts and two wires. And I think if you hustle, you can do it in 90 seconds. See, this is this is in uh, an internal fuel pump, so it's in the gas tank, submerged in the in the gasoline. So, but to access the top of the fuel tank, you have to get the it. You know, it's right. The bed is like there's like this much, and you can like snake your hand in, but not well enough to do anything, and certainly not well enough to pull the the fuel pumps long and and sort of slender, and it's in there like that. So you've got to get some distance there, and and, to, and there's a couple ways to accomplish that, and both of them are just time consuming, and it's one of those jobs where you're just kind of like. In there like the bed. this. And Dude, that's why I hate plumbing. Because <laughs> I'm always like that. It's always under a sink, some garbage disposal, behind a toilet. The worst part, I wouldn't mind plumbing if all I did was like swimming pool plumbing, where I think you can mostly stand up and stuff. But mm -hmm. the household plumbing, it's always under cabinets. It's, I hate it. I don't remember exactly how he raised the bed I, with a series of with jacks. And I, he's got a hydraulic lift and uh, like a car lift, you know. Um, that's what I need. He's got a. He's got those are pretty nice. I don't think they're expensive. There's not much to it. You know, you just slide that thing under and it like yanks the car grand. fast. You know what's expensive? Having the right building. Like it, it, Oh, we're talking about a different thing then. Okay. So there's the car lift that's like got the four pillars that he has that lifts the whole car. Yep. But he's also got a, a an air powered thing that you just push up under the front of the car and it's got two uh, contact points on the front of it, and you just put it up under the car and you hit a switch and with air power it and it'll lift the whole front end of the car up. It's like an air jack, I guess. That's what it is. Um, but in any case, that's what you got to do. You got to lift the bed away from the frame to get uh, in there and work on it. And it's not fun. That or you can drop the gas tank, which is about the same amount of work. You end up soaked in gasoline and angry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make me appreciate my taco. Maybe I'll keep it. Yeah. Anyway. That's a lot. It's been a long show. We're at two. Uh, I I don't know when we started, but the clock says two hours almost. Uh, does it? Where our, do you see a timer? Our, our, uh, on our current call, over over there. You know, it's a at one hour and fifty seven minutes and ten seconds on our current call. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I see it too now. But the show is at one thirteen. Anyway, that was Painkiller Nearly episode fifty nine. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, next up, PKA two fifty. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that myself. All right.